This is the Truth Warrior Podcast with your host, David Whitehead. Ha <laughs> ha! 
Okay, testing one, two, three. Welcome, everybody. Sorry, I think the audio didn't quite match the video there. I don't know what was going on, but I just needed a placeholder. I hope you enjoyed the song. I was listening to that this morning uh, as I was looking at the news of all the craziness going on and all the good things that are also going on. And it inspired me that we are in the age where the hammer is falling, the hammer of truth, the hammer of freedom. Freedom is rising. It's been rising for a while. It's coming alongside the awakening process, which is just incredible to watch. It's happening all over the place. And so there are many things to be excited about. And we're also not out of the woods yet. I think things are about to go next level crazy. But uh, I just figured I'd go through some of the recent things that I've been looking at. Um, I've been pretty busy as of late preparing a new premium for Truth Warrior Premium. Sorry, it's a bit been, been a bit delayed. But I've been working on my Way of the Warrior presentation for you guys, digging that up again and adding some new ideas to that. I've been presenting that um, idea for a long time on the show for those that have followed me. And I've got some more goodies for you in that regard to help strengthen your mind, keep you hopeful, keep you positive, keep you proactive, and to bring back the spirit of the warrior that I think we all need to embrace during this time as we are actually at war. We are in an information war. We're in a spiritual war we're in probably a physical war uh so many things going on in that regard and so what better than to bring up the philosophy of warriorship which i think is good to bring in our time right now so that's what i've got planned for you coming down the pike so stay tuned i promised that i'd have it released in january i've only got a few days left and i will deliver on that promise so again appreciate all of your patience for those of you that want to check out my past interviews, you should definitely go listen to my show from last week that I did with Michael Laflemme on Atlantean Parallels. That was a really interesting show. I really enjoyed that, uh, getting into his work on Atlantis and looking at the parallels from lost civilizations of the past and what we're in right now. And so that's a good show. And then if you want to check out my other premiums and support this podcast, this is the best way for you to do it is to go over to dwtruthware.com forward slash premium. I've got a whole bunch of premiums there. Lots of information for you guys to dive into. Uh, premium is where I just go through my library. I take a bunch of books off the shelf and we just do a deep dive. We start looking at different subjects from different angles. These are the subjects that I love and I know many of you love. And so I try to put my best foot forward and um, give a different perspective on some of these things and just share the research that I have. So you can go and check that out at Truth Warrior Premium. Also, I just did a really awesome interview, a really good follow-up interview with Ralph Ellis over on Unslave. You can check that out. I just posted it this morning. If you go to unslave.com, um, and yes, that is also a premium podcast, but it's worth every penny. It allows us to do this work. See, we're sponsored by you and not by, you know, Big Pharma and all the other organizations. So um, if you go over to Unslaved, the archive of information there is second to none. You're not going to find this level of research. The opinions are unique. The way we look at this and compare and um, bring different ideas together all at the same time, it's totally unique. You're going to love it. And the recent show that I did with Ralph over there, we just called it Catching Up with Ralph. He's just a mind of our times. He's been looking at ancient history and comparative religion mythology for many decades, but he's a sharp mind. And he's been also looking into the climate scam, the climate hysteria. 
he did a whole thing with me. Like he brought slideshows and graphs and charts and like just laid to smithereens this nonsense about uh, all this climate zero point and or not zero point energy, but like the uh, the fantasies that the governments are proposing need to be in place by like 2030 or 2050 or whatever. It's just ridiculous. And everybody knows there's another agenda behind it. And so Ralph starts off that interview, breaking all that down. And then in the second part, we go into ancient Egypt and he talks about these, I guess, mathematically perfect granite vases that have been discovered in Egypt. And as soon as they get discovered and people start doing videos on them, then of course the debunkers come out and go, Oh, nothing to see here. And he just destroys that. And he's like, no, no, there is no explanation. And he brings the slides. He shows you the vases. He's actually been working with an entrepreneur that's buying up these vases from the Egyptian government or the, wherever it is that collects that, that found them. And they're doing all these analysis of these ancient artifacts, uh, dating them thousands of years and the precision in granite, the balance, like one of them, it sits, it's like a, it's like a, a perfect circle, right? But it sits perfectly balanced. There's no level there. It's just sitting perfectly balanced. Um, they're, they look like there was machine tools used to make these things. And it's just amazing. So if you want to check that out, that's the recent unslaved episode. Be sure to go and check it out over there. That's a phenomenal discussion that I just had with Ralph. Uh, what else is new? My goodness. I've uh, been back working hard at the dojo, training, teaching. we got a tournament coming up. Got some kids that are going to go and try their hand at some competitions. So I've been working hard on preparing them for that and building that warrior spirit in them, which they need. And so I'm excited about that. And now let's take a look at what is going on. I'm just trying to decide between going through my X posts or my telegram. I think I'll start with X and let's just go through some stuff here. It's just incredible. I think this was a good place to start. So, so we're going to go through some things here. And what I really want to point out is everything that's going on right now, we got stuff going on in Australia. We got stuff going on all over Europe. We got German farmers kind of kicked off this new season of farmer revolts. And now it's just going like wildfire all over Europe because they're sick and tired of all this absolute nonsense from the government about all this stuff. Here, I'm going to make this. Yeah, that's going to look better. Um, we've got Tucker Carlson just came to Canada and the left here, the media, the government officials, they are fuming about it. They're freaking out. Tucker's been like selling out massive stadiums. You'd think the UFC came into town and it's like unbelievable. The numbers that they drew at some of these events and the media just hates it. And I love whatever they hate. So uh, we're going to go through that, but let's just go through a few things. It might be a little bit random, but just so you know, today's theme, the energy we want to approach all of this with is that all of this is being revealed right now. We are learning. The human race is going through an evolutionary learning curve about what kind of world we live in, who's been running it, the corruption in our midst, and the antidote to that, which is the spirit of freedom, truth, and justice. And people are catching on more and more every single day. I've even got some personal stories I'll, I'll hopefully get to 
that have been pretty incredible. Um, anecdotal, but if we're all sharing these anecdotal stories and they're all kind of happening to us, and then we see the polls, we see these re rebellions happening. And now France, there's another one that's kicking off right now. I don't know what Canada's waiting for. Like Canada, what in the hell? Are we, why are we sitting out? Why are we on the bench? Like everybody ought to be peacefully protesting the slow destruction of their countries by unelected bureaucrats and elite papal bloodlines that don't have any vested interest in your country, in you, your the future of your children. They've got their own worldview, their own ulterior agenda. And these little puppets like Trudeau and all these other goofballs, they're just puppets on strings answering the phone and doing what they're told. And the people are starting to catch on all over the world. More stuff's coming about, coming out about these jabs, about the pandemic, uh, about you know the corruption in the World Health Organization, Gates. There's also all the Epstein stuff that's still going around. The Pizzagate thing is making a return. People are starting to think deeply about uh, just how bad things have gotten while we've all been asleep. And I think that uh, humanity is waking up more and more. And I believe that freedom is on the move. So that's the vibe as we go through this, that things I think are turning in our favor. I think 2024 is going to be an absolutely mind-blowing year. You're going to feel like, you don't know what way is up and what reality is and what it isn't. And uh, that's part of the process. Keep, you know, take heart. Don't lose your center. Don't lose your courage. Don't lose your mind. Stay on point. Things are going a lot better than you might think they are. So let's just get in here. And um, let me see here. Oh, I'm not even going to play the guy's voice, but just to explain what this one was about. I hope you guys can see the screen okay. This is just Trudeau trying to explain away an $80,000 vacation that he took on the taxpayer's dime. And while all everybody in Canada is just trying to afford groceries and it's just amazing. What I'm thinking about this, there's another clip hopefully we can get to, is that there's a bit of a changing of the tune with the mainstream media in Canada. It's slowly starting, okay? I'll never forgive them for what they've done, but it's just, I'm just watching trends. I'm just watching, you know, how things are going. And what I'm seeing is that the government at this point has become so unpopular, so unpopular that the media can't post anything on their sites, on their X accounts, on their social media accounts without getting absolutely destroyed in the comments. People are pissed. And so they're starting to ask the politicians some pretty challenging questions. And there's been a few dumpster fire press conferences as of late that made me go, that's interesting. Even the media is starting to go, all right, this is just a bridge too far. And if the media is at that point, you know, we're already deep in the weeds here. Okay. So I think that's hilarious. And don't forget everything happening. Think of the normies watching it. Think of the people that are still not understanding what's going on. They're still not seeing it. They're seeing this more and more and more, the contradictions, the slip ups, the scandals being exposed now by, by mainstream sources that they see every day. This stuff is starting to show up in their news feeds. You know, they're starting to talk about Prince Andrew being on the Epstein list. They're starting to realize that there's a deep, dark world being exposed. 
They're starting to realize what's been going on with their economy, that they've been getting looted blind. Looted blind. If you live in Canada right now, the government is stealing from you. And you know it. And everywhere, everybody's seeing this. This is why the farmers are kicking off. This is why the truckers kicked off as well. And I, man, part of me hopes they do it again. But I just thought that's hilarious that even the media is starting to betray their masters here. And then I know we don't like hearing from this guy, but let me just play this really quick because I definitely have a few words to uh, talk about Mr. Yoel Harari's comments here. Let's see, hopefully you can hear this one. Many, maybe most legal systems are based on this idea, this belief in human rights. But human rights are just like heaven and like God. It's just a fictional story that we've invented and spread around. It may be a very nice story. It may be a very attractive story. We want to believe it. But it's just a story. It's not a reality. It is not a biological reality. Just as jellyfish and woodpeckers and ostriches have no rights, homo sapiens have no rights also. Take a human, cut him open, look inside, you find their blood, and you find the heart and lungs and kidneys, but you don't find there any rights. The only place you find rights is in the fictional stories that humans have invented and spread around. So this is a classic, you know, a classic explanation by a materialist, you know, atheist type who is clearly, I mean, if you think of the statements that this guy has made at the, at the World Economic Forum and at these TED Talks, and uh, we know he's sort of the personal guru for a lot of these elites, right? Um, he's basically describing the anti-human nature the, the anti-human ideology that's at the basis of everything that your governments are doing and everything that this technocracy is doing and you're getting a hint as to their worldview this was something i tried to bring out in chapter 10 of cult of the medics if you haven't seen it yet make sure you go check it out cultofmedics.com you can watch it there for free um was the overall mindset of these people like I had Dennis Meadows in there from the Club of Rome breaking down what he was explaining as his reasons why we need to drastically reduce the human population uh, peacefully, of course. But, you know, nonetheless, mass genocide of the entire human population. Um, and underneath that worldview, that opinion is, yes, there's the agendas. And yes, they are even probably reading scripts from higher ups. But if we were to look at the profile of this, we're trying to get an idea of the mind of the enemy, the enemy of humanity, the enemy of freedom and what they believe and why they believe what they believe. And this is where you get into the foundational principles that build opinions that then unfortunately, when these very influential types of people that are also connected to these big think tanks, roundtables and globalist enterprises that are having your local politicians and your federal politicians puppets on strings who are also singing from this song sheet, we want to know what they think and why they think what they think so that we can understand why they're doing what they're doing. And there you have it. If you have the worldview that a human being is nothing but a meat bag, like a, he's comparing us to jellyfish and all these other things, that we don't have rights and all of that. You know, the reason why jellyfish don't have rights is because, well, the only 
being that could actually give them any kind of rights would be humans because we have the capacity to actually um, generate that as a principle, as a concept, and then create maybe even something like a constitution or even a philosophical framework and then, you know, put language to it and then make it a thing. See, we as humans have that capacity. That's what sets us apart from the rest of the, of nature. Okay. That doesn't mean nature of its own accord doesn't have some kind of rights endowed by the creator or whatever. It just means humans are the ones that write it down. We teach our children about it and yeah, we create that just like we create ideas like, I don't know, transhumanism. That's also something that came from the human mind that these guys believe in so much. So, um, you know, just it's a very anti-human, anti-nature stance. Um, and I mean nature in like a much more holistic, spiritual sense when you understand what nature actually is which is an extension of all that is and uh, that we are also part of that. So to hear these statements, I just wanted to play that to kind of give you the profile of where these guys are coming from, at least on the surface, whether they all believe it or not is, is separate. They're just saying it because they want you to buy into it. They want, you got to remember like the WEF and these types of groups are also there to recruit other politicians and people from the private sector and, you know, to get them in there as the influencers to shape and mold the public mind so that we do the bidding of our masters, right? And what better worldview to sell your slave class that you're trying to groom for the future than to sell them an anti-human. You're just, a, you know, you might as well be a cyborg. We can hack you. You're just hackable animals. You know, human rights are just something we made up. Like, okay, we, even if we made it up, why did we make it up? Because of people like this that started to enforce their worldview on everybody else at the point of a gun. And people said, uh, maybe we should set up something called human rights where just anybody can't come in and start taking over your country and like forcing you into slavery and stealing all your shit. Like maybe we should have some kind of a, of, of a, even the, like the moral principles or the, the seven tenets of Bushido that the Sam, the samurai code. Yeah. They made that up. You know why they made that up? so that these warriors weren't just out there brutally killing everybody and they were actually raised with a sense of humanity and a sense of morals and virtues, right? So there's a reason we make things. There's the reason we create things. Saying we made it up is just such a ridiculous statement. It limits the creative capacity of every human being. So you can get an idea that these little, like look how scrawny this guy is. I'm like, I'm pretty sure if you shook his hand, you'd probably break all his fingers. These little twerps that get out there, these academic twerps that don't really have that much experience in the real world, and they're perfect little puppets for the real alphas that are sitting behind the high table. You can just see it. They are giving you their own self-hatred, their own psychological basically blueprint and framework they're 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 extending that to the public to the group and i'm going to read something in a little bit that's going to maybe help bring this into perspective as to how to counter this because i'll guarantee you're going to be sitting down with friends that are going to agree with yoel harari that's what's more frightening it's not frightening to me that someone like this exists with those kind of opinions it's frightening to me that people listen to that and go yeah you know what he's got a point we did just kind of make it all up i guess we should just throw it out then Get these guys to run everything, these unelected elites. 
that know better than us. And we should just go along with the transhumanist technocratic global takeover. Like that would be, they're going to, this is where people are at. They're buying the sales pitch. But thankfully, people like you, people like me, and so many more are realizing this is a load of bollocks. I don't want people like this with this mindset running this world and influencing our intellectuals and influencing our policymakers and influencing our politicians. So this is, these people are little man syndrome. And that's why I tagged this with the brilliant quote from Alan Watts, which I put also in chapter 10, where he said, men who have dehumanized themselves by becoming the blind worshipers of an idea or an ideal are fanatics whose devotion to abstractions makes them the enemies of life. Beautifully summed up, Mr. Alan Watts. And uh, I also like what Andrew Snyder, who originally shared it, said, what a philosophically inept position, villainously inept. Couldn't agree more. So take that, globalists. Okay, interesting things going on in Canada. Uh, this was yesterday. This uh, decision had just... Or wait, no, this was on the 23rd. What are we, yeah, so this was three days ago. Sorry, three days ago. Three days ago, we had a major decision drop from a federal court in Canada. And there's been a lot of activist groups here and a lot of uh, people, just average citizens even, or groups like Veterans for Freedom or the police unions or WestJet employees or all these different groups that have been trying to get a case through the courts, whether provincially or federally, to bring up what happened during the lockdowns and the grievances that took place and the damage that took place due to government policies. And that were, there's still places in Canada that are still going by these ridiculous rules. And also trying to bring up what's going on with the jab. And they've not really seen the light of day. They haven't really gotten anything through. And if we think of back to the trucker convoy in Canada, and then there was that circus show of an inquiry, although I just still felt a lot of positive things came out of that inquiry, um, namely the testimony from all the people that nobody got to hear because of the fake news media, you know, blocking the whole story and reporting a bunch of nonsense. If you think back to how the inquiry kind of wrapped up where they just kind of went, okay, guys, we gave you your day and we kind of said all the things, but in the end, we just decided that you had no case. There was no reason to protest and we were right to come in with the cavalry and curb stomp everybody and freeze all your bank accounts. Um, well, this changed that. And I think a lot of people were still kind of shell-shocked, not realizing how much of, how much, what this actually does in terms of setting a precedent, which is really what is the most important thing when it comes to law. So this is actually from the decision that was rendered in the high courts. It is declared that the decision to issue the proclamation and the associated regulations and order, when we're talking about the Emergencies Act, was unreasonable and the Emergencies Act, it is declared that the regulations infringe Section 2 of the Charter. I remember saying this stuff in like TikTok videos. It's, it violates all these sections of the Charter. So they're saying it. Yeah, it violates Section 2 of the Charter and declared that the order infringed Section 8 of the Charter and that neither infringement was justified under Section 1 and there is no award of costs. It's just legal speak for the fact that this judge ruled that it was declared unreasonable. 
now that it's been declared unreasonable, I mean, I would say it was outright criminal and treasonous, but you know, it's Canada. They're going to start with very polite language. We've got to take this one step at a time. Whether this goes anywhere or not, because I know all the people are going to be like, Dave, the courts are captured. There's nothing going to happen. Yeah, I know. I, I don't care about that. That's a circus. That's captured. You're right. What matters is the public court, the court of public opinion. That's the only court that matters right now. When you're living in a, in a corrupt system where you don't have any recourse when you're dealing with um, a rogue, renegade government system that is violating your laws, um, you can't obviously go to the mafia to get the mafia to prosecute the mafia. But what you can do is go to the people that make up this country, because that's really what this is supposed to be anyways. All this other stuff with courts and paper documents and all that, that's just symbolic of what? The fact that it's supposed to be that the people of Canada run their own country, even though putting aside all the thing with the crown and maybe it didn't even get set up. doesn't matter. All that stuff is still just paperwork. In the end, if the people realize that they're living under a corrupt system that's actually rigged against them, hates them, and is looking to replace them and destroy them, because that's what the ultimate from the top, that's really what this is all about, as I've covered in many other shows. And it really takes some zooming out in order, and some time in in order to see it from that perspective. But I've done it on the show for many years. You can go check it. But when we get to that point, all that really matters is you and me. They don't matter. Politicians, none of them. And who are the politicians? Who are the police force? Who is the courts? It's just people, allegedly. It's just people running it. And it's a small few people running it for the many, the farmers, the truckers, the average day per people, the entrepreneurs, the people that actually make the economy work and make this country work. We're the ones that connect the phone calls and bring the garbage out and deliver all the Amazon purchases and make sure that whatever you ordered online gets it to your front door by way of these you know, we're the ones that run it all. We're the ones that pump the gas. We're the ones that go out and do the oil rigs. And we're the ones that do it all. The people We're the ones that go to create businesses that actually have value in the market that people find valuable. We create this country, every single one of us. And no matter what country in the world you're watching from, it's the same for you. All this other like legalese and the paperwork and the maritime admiralty and the whole thing. That's all just, that was just a game set up to try to entrap everybody into believing they were free when they really weren't. But just because of that, I think a lot of people just stop there and then they go full black-pilled. Hold on. All of that is also a mirage. Because the real power, the real freedom we talk about in our constitutional documents that shall not be infringed, it's something that's written inside of your soul. It's something that as a human being, that's what you... If that's what you want, is that the world you want to bring your children up in? You don't really need a permission slip for that. Free people, they don't need permission slips from the government to do things. Outside of obviously, you know, the other side of the coin where you, you do need laws to govern society because not everybody is good and moral and virtuous and, you know, wholesome and wants the best for humanity. There's a lot of very 
villainous criminal types out there as well. So you do need laws to make sure that, okay, let's just agree on what the basic laws are going to be here. The law of the land, not the law of the water, the law of the land. And who really enforces it? Well, it's set up so that, you know, the government enforces it, but what's the government? The government's supposed to be people selected from among the people to speak for the people, supposedly. Now, we know that's not how it's run. It's not run like that. That's sort of the idealistic system that we were hoping it would be. It's become corrupted over time. And now these are all selected puppets that are running these things, which is why things are getting bad. But if the people of Canada or the people of America or the people of Australia had been on to this earlier and this went viral in those countries, we could have nipped this in the butt before it even dropped to this level because we outnumber them. We, this is our country. They're supposed to be officiating and administrating on our behalf. Those police officers that pull you over every two seconds for every little infraction. Meanwhile, there's like human traffickers and predators running around at night, virtually un, uh, unaffected. Um, they work for you. That's how it's supposed to be. Justin Trudeau is supposed to work for you. But, you know, it's a tangled mess. Canada has a long way to go before we get to a truly free society and a free market and all that. But um, I just wanted to bring it up and say, hey, you got you to gotta realize that even if this isn't some slam dunk that's going to fix everything, it's a step in the right direction. And the normies are watching this and they're going, whoa, interesting. A court actually ruled that. So... If the government's actions with the trucker convoy was unreasonable and, and unreasonable in declaring the Emergencies Act, that means that everything they did after declaring the Emergencies Act was also unreasonable and we're going to get to hopefully illegal and a violation of their charter. And that means a lot of people are on the chopping block and we're starting to see these MPs like Lametti, I think there's been a few other guys, they're resigning. They started resigning after this thing came out, after this decision dropped. And then when I see a decision like this, I'm thinking, well, maybe some other judges who aren't bought and paid for, who do see that this is a problem in Canada, who maybe wanted to do something but are too afraid or whatever to do it, well, this is going to give them courage and hopefully we can see some more of this. And at the end, this will also give a new burst of energy to the people of Canada who've been getting their butts handed to them by the government for a while and have been pretty downtrodden with what's going on, understandably. And I'm hoping that these little tiny glimmers of hope are going to start to um, reinvigorate the Canadian people again. And then it was nice to have Carlson come over here after that took place and basically call Trudeau's office and tell him he was coming and then go and visit Daniel Smith in Alberta. And then all these people fly in and it becomes this big rally. And uh, they've never seen numbers like that in Canada for events like this. Political events in Canada have never had that kind of turnout. And uh, so, you know, it, it's just, it's interesting timing how all these things are, are happening. Um, this is just, yeah, this one went around last week. I thought it was pretty funny from the Toronto Death Star. Uh, what are Canadians willing to sacrifice in the fight against climate change? Well, at this stage, because we know it's all scientific fraud, uh, I'm willing to sacrifice the Toronto star. Justin Trudeau has admin, uh, probably a bunch of others, you know, corrupt ones as well. And you can also have Justin Bieber. So 
that's what I'm willing to sacrifice uh, to save the climate change from the weather. So yeah, this was just Keith Wilson's. I just want to make sure you guys can see as I'm scrolling here. This is just Keith Wilson. He was the lawyer for the convoy. Um, he in federal court of Canada declares Justin Trudeau's invocation of the emergencies act against the freedom convoy protests and freezing of bank accounts illegal. I should get Keith on, get his take on some of this stuff and then disclose TV has been reporting it. It went, <laughs> I love that the mainstream media was forced to also report it. And that must've sucked for the CBC and all those guys to have to report that uh, all of their reporting during that time was also wrong. So yeah, then uh, Cosman, I can't pronounce that last name. I apologize. He says, he's just pointing out a few little sections in that order. And I just want to read it to you. Due to its nature and to the broad powers it grants the federal executive, the Emergencies Act is a tool of last resort. The GIC cannot invoke the Emergencies Act because it is convenient or because it may work better than other tools at their disposal or available to the provinces, which was their argument during the entire inquiry, right? The evidence is clear that the majority of the provinces were able to deal with the situation using other federal law. And that was actually, we have testimony from the Ottawa police, from some other agencies as well, with CSIS, to that effect, that, yeah, we could have handled this without the Emergencies Act, because it was just a bunch of partying Canadians that were sharing hot apple cider together and singing O Canada. Um, yeah, the evidence, in my view, he said, it says in this order, does not support the conclusion that it could not have been effectively dealt with under other laws of Canada as it was in Alberta. So bringing up Alberta, this now brings us to the Coots boys that should be freed immediately and uh, you know, for services rendered to their country, they should be paid out in millions for what they've had to suffer, sitting in jail with no charges laid basically political prisoners for the last few years now. So them, them and their families need to be taken care of. Uh, an apology won't even do. Like, we need the entire government to resign at this point. Oh, that's just the same bit. So was there one more bit there? No, it's the same. So yeah, just want to bring that to your attention. So of course, I wanted to repost my documentary that I put together for the truckers. It's called The Canadian Truckers Were Right and They Are Being Vindicated. Every day, you are being vindicated, those of you who've been fighting for freedom and are seeing what's going on. And so that was my, you can get it on my YouTube channel uh, if you want to check it out if you haven't seen it. That's my tribute to the truckers. And yeah, I'm just laughing at the CBC because they're pretty pissed that they had to report on this. <laughs> uh Yeah, and then this is, I'm not even going to play her voice for this traitor, but she was obviously, we know the video of her laughing and cackling while she was talking about the fact that she froze all these Canadians' bank accounts. How's it going, everybody on Rumble? Just want to say hello. Uh, Rockfin, how's it going? Got a few people on Rockfin. How's it going on Pilled and Foxhole? Oh, PQ quest or P quest give to the cookie. Thank you so much. P quest. Very, very much appreciated over there. I feel like I don't check on in you ch check in on you guys enough. I hope you were all doing well over at the foxhole. Much love from Canada to you guys. Uh, Twitch D live. How's it going? And X how's it going? X We're streaming on X. 
Make sure you follow me on X, guys. Get an X account. This is where the war is being fought. At Truth Warrior Dad is uh, my my tag over there. So yeah, Freeland, she's another one that we'll be handing over along with Justin Bieber and Trudeau uh, for sacrifices to the gods to stop the climate change. Oh, and this was good. Uh, Ryan Gerritsen put this up. This was a really good question by Eva Chipyuk. Sorry, I always mess that up. I had her on my show a year ago, two years ago, around the time of the inquiry. I had her on to kind of give us a rundown. And this was, she got a chance to actually question Trudeau on the stand. And so this is just one of the questions that she brings up to him. <laughs> His cute little smile here, not cute, but this little, where is it? Look at that. This is the face. This is a this is a narcissist who doesn't want to listen to his people and is running a totally different program than what the Canadian people want. I mean, there's a few there's a small fringe minority with unacceptable views that still supports this guy for some weird reason. Most of them are probably bots and feds, but um, the vast majority of Canada has had it. The liberals I'm talking to who aren't awake to the other things, they're awake to Trudeau. They're like, yeah, we got it. He's making us look bad. We got to get rid of this guy. And it's not him, just him. It's so much more. It's the whole swamp. It's everything that's behind him. It's everything that produced him. There's a whole system in place that he's just, yeah, he's going to take the slings and arrows for these, for the real string pullers, isn't he? As is Macron, who is now, his beach resort is now been surrounded by farmers, which is amazing. We'll get to that. They're all part of the same club. And then, uh, yeah, remember this? Look at that. Bunch of domestic terrorists, racist, Nazi homophobes. No, it's the beautiful people of Canada that um we're fighting back just fighting back that's all it was in in peacefully this could have been way worse considering the situation people were being put in by the government and that we're still in in so many different fronts so thank god so many more people are waking up i always wonder how big would that convoy be today compared to back then obviously doug ford is still pushing the same nonsense um, oh yeah. Mark Patron. He's just like, have you had your bank account frozen time to sue for millions? I think the lawsuits are just going to start stacking up as a result of this new court decision. Oh, look at that. We're at, tw oh my God, this video has just been going on the rounds. I just keep retweeting this every once in a while. Uh, still the best video of the pandemic. What's her face with the masks. It's just so good. Um, I don't even think the video works anymore. It's been played so many times, but there it is. Ah, oh, yeah, this was just me sharing some fond memories of trolling Trudeau about the truckers when I was using my old account. I used to have a nice account named DW Truth Warrior, and that, of course, got squished by the previous Twitter oligarchy. 
But uh, anyways, Van Dam splitting between the two trucks. I mean, come on, what's better than that? We just got to put a Canadian flag on the guy and it's perfect. There's Alex there doing his recap on some of the beautiful reporting he did during the convoy, trying to keep everybody calm. He's just an amazing guy. Uh, shout out to Transplender. Make sure you follow him on X. There's some uh, memories. I just thought we'd share some memories from the convoy in lieu of all the stuff going on and this decision. And then also uh, to remind all of our friends in Europe who are with the farmers and protesting the regime over there that there is still a beating heart of resistance here in Canada. I think we're going to be seeing more of that. But here's some memories. Look at this beautiful family. Thank you, truckers. This was on the Alberta-US border. Some people had sent me some photos. Oh yeah, this was this just in. And this is the thing. What was this about? What was the that protest about with the truckers? It was about mandates with the jab. Okay. Well, all the stuff coming out about the jab now is pretty mind blowing because we have very official scientific publications finally talking about it. You don't just have to go to Substack to read about it from the road doctors anymore. It's now coming out in mainstream publications in numerous countries. This is from German Germany, a German chemistry professors call for MRNA technology to be stopped as the problems of mRNA-based vaccines are becoming increasingly obvious. Increasingly obvious. Um, I, I literally had shared this uh, on my Telegram that the other day I had three separate conversations, random people that told me either it was them that had heart issues and they were trying to figure out why. So these are people that aren't, aren't awake to what's going on. One of them was awake to a lot of things, but for some reason skipped the pages of big pharma corruption. Uh, but either way, I was like, I went, I did a workout at the gym, went to the sauna, ended up having a chat with a couple guys in the sauna. Both of them were having heart problems. They're in their forties, fifties. And they're just talking about it like, yeah, I don't know, just out of nowhere. And I'm waking up in cold sweats and my blood pressure pressures off the charts and my heart rate's always up and my doctor doesn't know what it is. And I'm just sitting there just biting my tongue. And then finally I pull the one guy aside. We start having to talk. Turns out he's a Canadian veteran, really great guy, very informed on a lot of issues. And I just told him, um, Hey, uh, are you up to speed on the new information that's coming out about these gems? And he was like, well, I've heard a few things. He goes, I think it was mostly the boosters. Like I just got the first two shots and I think it was just the boosters that were causing all the problems. And I just told him like, here, go listen to some Peter McCullough and some other people. I just gave him just to kind of get entry level. Just be like, yeah, no, no. And here's some scientific uh, papers I could send you to show that everything to do with this technology and these jabs uh, has been a problem from day one. And as we started talking, he starts kind of looking off in the distance and I could tell he was thinking, and then he just looked at me and goes, you know, as I think about it, these problems I've been having with my heart. Cause he's like, I haven't had any heart. I was a military guy, active, played sports, you know, mixed martial arts training. Like I never had any issues. He goes, I, if, if now that you're saying this, I, the issue started after the jabs. I was like, well, look into it, my man. And, uh, you're gonna have to start detoxing. Then I go. 
to another place and two people are telling me the same thing separately. I have a conversation. I'm not even bringing this up. They're coming to me. They're like, yeah, I've been feeling well. I had to go see my doctor. I had some like heart rhythm issues. That's what the one guy said. I'm like, really? You as well? And then another one yet again, um, actually a friend of mine who has had collapsed multiple times just because of heart palpitation issues. Young guy too, very young. One was he was playing some boxing thing and ended up having problems, finally went into the hospital. They don't have a diagnosis. They're just going to try to do some scans and then whatever. And I'm, I couldn't help it. And I'm like, here, take this protocol. I don't know. Check it out. Here's a bunch of things you could possibly do. You need to start detoxing this stuff. Um, and you need to start getting up to speed on what's going on because uh, your life could literally be at stake here. So it's getting closer and closer to home and I can see in the chat and I can see in the comment threads that a lot of people are also seeing this as well in their midst. So yeah, more is coming out about that. Uh, someone made this the heritage moment. <laughs> if anybody not living in Canada, the reason why this is a hilarious meme is that when I was growing up, you'd go on the CBC and there was always like these little breaks between the commercials of, the Canadian, this Canadian heritage moment is brought to you by Molson Canadian or whatever. <laughs> so just to explain the meme and there was, it was always something about like beavers are one of Canada's number one animals or bears come through these woods during the winter months and hibernate or whatever. Those are heritage or, or they'd talk about like Terry Fox, you know, he ran the thing. Well, now we have some heritage moments. This is the, look at the writing of Christia Freeland. Like where did she go to school? <laughs> this was uh, the little note that she wrote were her notes basically talking about how, did, I can't even translate this. What does it say? We need to, we need to designate this group as a terrorist group and seize the assets. That's from, <laughs> that's from mini Hitler there. So of course we remember and we're never going to let it go and everything is documented. And as more of these legal precedents get set, trust me, all these lawyers that I know, all these military vets, all these police officers, all these great Canadian people, everything is documented and you are going to get sued into the stratosphere. So, and that's just the beginning because then, you know, hopefully we can get things towards some kind of Nuremberg too. Marty up north uh, says this, how much is two years in the remand center without bail and without a trial worth? I say they should each get a cool 25 million. So these are the coots for, for those uh, watching outside of the country coots. This was one of the, one of the stations of the protest that was happening in Alberta. And these guys who were there, they got arrested and for no charges, no charges were laid and they've been sitting in prison for two years. You know, just think of their families and for what now, especially that this precedent was set by the selling that the emergencies act was unlawful because the emergencies act was what was used to justify locking these guys up without a trial. Just like in, you know, when the, in Pol Pot's Cambodia, where the Khmer Rouge show up at your door and there's no law anymore and the government just does whatever they want and they take you to some black site somewhere. Uh, yeah, so these people need to be let free. And if the government doesn't do it, I say that the people of Alberta just team up. Everybody, there was, they just go in and they bust these guys out. 
although I'm not encouraging you to break any laws. It's just we're in a sticky situation where the government has broken the laws and these guys are being held illegally and unlawfully. And, uh, you know, seeing that the government has just been deemed wrong by a court, by a high court of Canada, and this is only the beginning, I say we get these guys out of there. Yeah. Uh, just some memories from the convoy always brings back good memories i always think of it as i see these farmers kicking off good for you guys keep going here we go we've got it all documented look at these guys just trampling the canadian flag as they are kicking some veterans on the ground by the memorial dragging out look hands up peaceful protests a bunch of these guys they just drag them out and started kneeing them and beating them it was a horrible day, horrible day for Canada, but a necessary day. We needed to see this. We needed to know how bad it was. Uh, this was just somebody that was commenting. I shared that story on those people I was speaking to the other day with their heart issues. And this is just, again, you should see the comments that on those threads, the amount of people saying, ah, same with me. And this is just one of them. He said, my wife had two heart attacks at 34 years old. First one a month after her first shot. First time docs in the ER said it was just the way the stars aligned that night. <laughs> Sounds like real scientific medical advice, eh? Oh, it's just the stars aligning. What are they, astrologers now? Um, second time they said it was the stars playing tricks on us. They had no idea what it was and just that it wasn't that thing. The death jab. Um, where we go? Yeah. So like, this is why I'm telling you guys, everything's documented. I've got boatloads of the stuff saved up. So does every other Canadian I know. This is the uh, previous transport minister who was another dude to resign around the, I believe he resigned around the time of the inquiry where he was saying, since our government invoked the Emergencies Act last Monday, at least 76 accounts have been frozen to prevent funds from funding illegal blockades. So it's not like that's a conspiracy theory that the government actually illegally declared an emergencies act granting the more powers to then go ahead and start freezing the bank accounts of their political opponents the people that didn't like their policies and so that's not how a free society is run that's not how canada is supposed to be run and these people are criminals and they will be pursued to the ends of the earth if necessary by and be tried and convicted uh, for what they've done so if you guys think you can resign and get away from this I'll let you live with that fantasy for just, you know, a short period of time. Uh, it's not going to work out in the long run. Uh, this is just me pitching my new premium. Okay, so here is the Scottish fine. Is the old spirit of William Wallace finally awakening? took Scotland and Ireland and some of these places so long. I always wonder what Canada, here I am in Canada, I shouldn't be going to talk to them. Man, where's the spirit of uh, these people in Europe? It's like us white people are just too damn polite or something. But 
but good. Hey, here we are. It's, it's happening. We are, it's going on. It's beginning and it's just going to keep going. Oh, there's a, <laughs> like who claps like this? This guy's at a women's hockey game. I, it's just the guy's on drugs. Clearly he's definitely on drugs. Him and Hunter Biden probably hang out. It's him, Hunter, and Emmanuel Macron. They all get together and kick it on the weekends for sure over Zoom. Something's going on with these people. And then you see Freeland like twitching all over the bloody place. What's going on with these people? Are they all just like cyborgs that are glitching out? I don't know. Okay, so just to get, let me give you, especially for those of you in America who are probably wondering, What's the death toll from Tucker Carlson coming to visit us here? Because the way the Canadian ministers are making it sound like you hear Gabalt or whatever his name is, the commie that runs our climate stuff. He's like the climate czar of Canada. He's like, they're trying to encourage violence against us politicians. Nobody's encouraging violence. You, you're the one encouraging violence. Um, but yeah, this is just the reaction from the liberal media of Canada, Tucker Carlson is in Canada to liberate us from the tyranny of Justin Trudeau. This is just performance theater. Carlson couldn't liberate a kitten from a treetop with a cherry picker and a giant net. <laughs> I'm not laughing at what they said because the left can't meme. There's like a broken part in these radical communist brains that write for these publications where they just don't have any humor. It's like, there's no humor. That's why they want to have like a gray world where everything is like the scene in the matrix where Morpheus shows them the real world. Like they're, they want that world. They just, there's no humor. There's no life. There's no wit. There's no intelligence. It's just like, is this a joke to you? Like, let me ask you, even if you are on the leftist left side politically, like, do you honestly think this is, is this comedy? This isn't funny. Who's writing this? This is Tucker was hilarious. He made the audience laugh so many times. Carlson couldn't liberate a kitten from a treetop with a cherry picker and a giant net. Like that would be like a joke that like my 105 year old grandma would make bless her heart, you know, but it's still, I would only laugh because I love her and she's my grandma. I wouldn't laugh because this would like sell out yuck yucks. Does yuck yuck still exist? Remember those old comedy halls? Yuck yucks. I don't know. Am I dating myself? It's not funny, Toronto Star. So if you're going to come at us with some kind of witty zinger because you want to tell us how horrible and evil Tucker Carlson is coming to Canada and teaming up with all the other freedom fighters, uh, you got to have better zingers than this. You got to up your game because you are getting absolutely devastated in the comment threads by people who actually have a sense of humor and know how to meme. They're like ninja assassin memers. And you are taking your government money and it shows you have no actual skills and you're pretending that you are the media that has the new, the truth and the news of the day. And we are here to set the opinions of the day. So lame, not funny at all. And then there's, I think there was one counter protest. I think this guy is the counter protester. They probably slipped him some money or some drugs and went, Hey, 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 do you want to go and uh, wear this ridiculous cardboard bow tie? 
and this sign and just like walk around and then with the CBC news, will give you some interviews and you'll become famous and you'll go protest the evil Tucker Carlson. And, uh, that's it. I think it was him and maybe a couple other guys. And that was the end. That, that's it. Everybody else went in and paid their money. And I know it was expensive, but you know, Canadians have the choice to pay what they want. And I will get to that in a second as well. Cause there's something really funny. This is also interesting. You know, I've been saying for a while that, um, oh, this isn't the view I want. I want this view. Yeah. Okay. I've been saying for a while that I know it's painful to use this tactic, but it's the only tactic we have right now, which is in a way we just have to wait and see, like, just watch these people trip over their own shoelaces and they're going to bring about their own downfall. As long as we just sort of fan the flames and just be there to encourage them to keep tripping over their own shoelaces. The media is a good example of this, that, you know, we've got tons of alternative media and podcasts and memes and social media accounts. And, you know, we've refined the art of war on the internet in a way that the mainstream media and all the George Soros funded puppets couldn't possibly keep up with. Cause as you see, they don't have a sense of humor. Um, and they don't know how to report the truth. They don't know how to be honest with people. They don't even know how to pretend to be honest with people anymore. They don't even know how to fake real tears or real emotions. And people are sick and tired of fake ass bullshit. And they want to, they want to see real people telling it like it is. And even if we don't know if everything that's being reported in the alternative media is necessarily totally true or not, people like the honesty. And that's what they're after. And that's why the mainstream media is failing because they're just reading scripts. They're reading the 4am talking points. They're sponsored by people that don't even care about our country and have an ulterior agenda. We know that. So we've we've followed the money. We know what you are. And a lot of these media journalists came out of media studies school thinking that they're somehow the elite of the elite. They're like detectives now with a badge to go and tell everybody what's going on and shape their opinions, people are sick of being talked down to like that. And so the media has been suffering and they've been reporting fake news and there's a price to pay for that. Just as there's a price to go woke. When you go woke, you go broke as a company, right? Well, it's the same with the media. If you lie, you die. So uh, here's what happens. And I'll just play this video to sum it up for you. This journalist is complaining about the fact that people just have this weird problem trusting the media and everybody's resigning. Their journalism industry is basically in a free fall. Today, the Los Angeles Times laid off 115 employees. They wiped out their entire DC bureau in an election year. They laid off pretty much all of their sports teams. They killed their entire tech and business section. They laid off breaking news writers, social media editors, the list goes on. But what's really dark is this is just the latest in months and months and months of layoffs in the media industry. In fact, tens of thousands of journalists have been laid off in the past year. Major media companies Companies like BuzzFeed News have completely shuttered their news operations. Time Magazine also just laid off a ton of people and oh, Sports Illustrated basically shut down last week. Pretty much the entire digital media ecosystem that myself and a lot of other millennial journalists came up in has been completely hollowed out. And it's not just digital media sites. Local news has been obliterated. The newspaper industry is cratering. Radio is essentially dead aside from NPR, which has been gutted. Meanwhile, hundreds of workers at Condé Nast, the parent company of pretty much every major 
Monster magazine from GQ to Vogue to The New Yorker to Vanity Fair are on strike because they're also facing impending layoffs. Even mainstream national media outlets owned by billionaires like The Washington Post, where I work, and The Atlantic, where I used to work, have done layoffs. If you're a young journalist today, there's almost no on-ramp to traditional journalism. Even if you do get a job, journalist salaries have been stagnant and even declined. And by the way, we don't make that much to begin with. I don't think people understand how bad the world would be without journalists. <laughs> Great comment in the chat. Someone said, oh, where was it? Yeah, literally every single one in this chat is way ahead of what the media narrative shits out. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, you did it to yourselves, journals. You did it to yourselves. When you talk about people in a way that's very condescending, when you don't report truth, when you don't actually do real journalism, what are you providing? What value are you providing in the market? None. And then you have no choice but to become like CBC and Toronto Star and all these other Canadian publications that are sponsored by the government because you can't make it in the big boy world, can you, on your own because you don't offer any value. The only way that you should be in business as journalists or as a media company is if you earn a spot in the market by actually providing value to the people that consume your content. The reason I'm still in business as just a small time independent podcaster from Canada is because I guess I offer some kind of value to the people that listen and no, they don't agree with me on everything, but we have a cool relationship that way where people know that it's totally cool to have their own opinions and that I'm not here to try to change that. And I just do my best to report what I have and what I know. And people like that. And they, they would rather watch some, someone that they trust on TikTok or on YouTube or on Rumble or on X or somewhere else other than the mainstream media because they're sick and tired of being kicked around and lied to and gaslit and given false information over and over and over again. The media is one of the most, it's the biggest arrow in the quiver of these tyrants that are trying to take over this planet right now. The media is the only means by which they gained control over the public mind to this point. So the fact that you're falling on your face brutally right now, I can't help but just propose a toast. May more come, may more of that come because you deserve it. See, and the thing is, any one of these journalists can do what someone like Tucker Carlson did where he left Fox News or he was late. I don't know if he got fired from Fox News. And he went, he set up his own, he, he had enough cred, street cred in the public that he was able to go and set up an independent um, media setup. And now he probably does better than he ever did working for Fox. And now he's selling out stadiums of high, at high ticket prices and he's doing very well for himself. So why doesn't every journalist that exists follow suit? Why are you not getting paid very much as journalists? Why are you not creating your own content? There's so many ways that you can monetize content and reporting and journalism on the internet right now. There's literally no excuse. There's literally no excuse. If I can um, support my, my family with a very small following because of the value that I produce, then you can absolutely do it. So the fact that you're complaining about your 
what the Washington times coming down. Good riddance. Screw the Washington times. Go earn a spot in the market. Like a real, a real person would. And if you can't hack it there, you might want to want, you might want to look back and go, well, maybe it's because I'm lying. Maybe it's because I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe it's because I need to fix some things and start producing some value from within myself that people would find appealing. And then maybe I could go back and actually earn money being a journalist. How about that? So I say, let them fall because that's what happens when you lie to people when they get to, they're sick of it. Uh, there's some more stuff from Kirsch. She's talking about uh, a new paper that was just published, peer reviewed. I, I didn't want to dive into it. What's it all about? Just really quickly mRNA vaccines, lessons learned from the registration trials on the global vaccination campaign. So, more of this is hitting mainstream publication. It's becoming undeniable. And that's important. It's important because when you're speaking to doctor friends of yours or some of these friends of yours that are still going along with the mainstream narrative, it's so easy now to just go, oh, wait a minute. You're listening to information that's coming from 2020 that has now turned out to be lies. And here are the peer-reviewed literature. Here's all the stuff you're usually telling me I need to produce in order to prove my case. It's here it is. Here it is. I'll have a delivery truck pull up and back in and drop pallets and pallets of the evidence that we've now collected that everything you were told about this was a lie. And that's, uh, you need to really catch up on this. That's where we're at. And it's a good time in that regard. So I say that's an improvement. That's a reason to be excited. Uh, oh yeah, this is the one, I think this is the one with the minister. Let's check it out. I mean, this goes beyond me and the fact that I was targeted last night at, at this event. I was targeted. I was being bullied by comedy from Tucker Carlson who came to this country. He invaded this country with his humor and his $12 haircut and his charisma and packing stadiums. And I can't even fill like a phone booth of people that want to hear what I have to say, but he just targeted me. This increases political violence against everyone who runs for office in this country. Okay. So how does having a journalist from the United States coming here to talk about freedom and crack some jokes to lighten the mood, how does that encourage violence against every public official. You guys are sweating, are you? You're sweating. You're worried and you, sh you should be. I mean, not, we're not encouraging violence. Violence isn't the answer. We're not doing that. We don't need to. We don't need to. We just need to watch this and make these clips go viral so that you guys look like the fools that you are so people can wake up and realize who they voted for. And, uh, you know, so yeah, I, I expect to see this guy's resignation coming in soon as well whether they're doing at the municipal level, at the provincial level, or at the federal level. As my friend and colleague Randy said, like we can have differences of opinion. Oh, can we? Can we have differences of opinion? Really? We had to lead an entire convoy with millions of Canadians freezing in the snow and then only to have it go down the way that it did just because we were told in that instance, we were not allowed to have a difference of opinion. So you can't now say, well, we're allowed to have differences of opinion as long as they are the right opinions, as long as they are the correct opinions, that's okay. We can bang our fist on, on the table when, when, when we meet. We can bang our fist on the table when we need to. We can shout at each other. 
but just don't hurt my feelings. We can have strong disagreement, but, but, but comedy, like we can't have comedy from people on the other side of the political aisle, especially from the United States, those Americans, they're just so evil because of their freedom and their old outdated ways of thinking about free speech. Like we just, we just can't have those things. That's violence. But to, to, to incite violence against people who disagree with how did it, how, well, what's he saying that what was said that incited violence? Can anybody catch me up? Was there, did Tucker Carlson tell all the Canadians in Alberta to go and like, like, what did he say? That's what's this guy taking as violent? I don't understand. This is not how a real man speaks, by the way. They don't talk about this. This is, this is, um, next level beta bullshit right now with you that's not how things should be done in canada are you, are are you not contributing to the divide okay and look at uh pablo escobar here with his uh fabio hair exactly. by coming out here and comparing polyev to this and making this about him are you not contributing to the divide by doing that if your it's government has been accused we're not, we're not comparing polyev to him i think what, what you're my, not have you looked at your own advertising from mr 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 what mr Rodriguez? Do you see his face? Look at his face, right? When this reporter starts sniping him here, look, he's like, what, uh, 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 what, what are you, you're, you're challenging my authority? What you're, you're actually talking back to me right now? Like did, he's like, is this seriously happening? Is this seriously happening right now? This journalist is not, they're going off script. He's looking at his assistant. What's this, what's going on with this? They're not used to being questioned by the media. That's what I'm talking about. The media is starting to pick up and go, wait a minute, you guys are, you're starting to call them on stuff. It's interesting. I don't know what to think about it right now. Mr. Mr. What Mr. Rodriguez just said is he said, I, 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 I'm asking Pierre Poliev, the leader of the opposition, yeah. to condemn those hateful. So why do you have to condemn things? Like, what's up with that? Like, if you have a problem with Tucker Carlson, there's this amazing power that you have, which is to not go and listen to what he has to say. We don't need to condemn it like publicly. We don't need to release an official statement condemning things. Like they, they think you're children. Everybody has their own mind and they can decide whether they get offended by Tucker Carlson or like him or not. And if they want to pay to go see him talk or not, like why do we need like official letters of condemnation? <laughs> Isn't that like hate speech towards the other side? Does that, does that count? Like is hate speech only one way or is it like a general thing? I'm still confused about, about these things. And violent Absolutely. statement by, by, by Tucker Carlson. What violent statement was that? <laughs> Look at them just trying to get the hell out of there. That's hilarious. <laughs> There's another good one too. I don't know if I have it here. Uh, okay, so check this out. This is, look at this cue ball here. This guy, this guy, you know who he was from Montreal. He was, you'd, if you watched any of the uh, trucker inquiry footage, you would have seen this guy up there lying through his teeth. Um, Lametti was one of the seven ministers to be ousted in the last cabinet shuffle. Among them, five have already announced that they are leaving politics. All of them were involved in the fiasco of the Emergencies Act. And I just found that funny that he just so happened to choose his exit timing to be timed with this latest court decision. So <laughs> what does that tell you? The rats are jumping ship and I love to see it.
So this is the typical type of tweet you're going to see. I just have a, I make a professional sport. It's sort of a hobby to once in a while go and troll the prime minister just because we have access. And I know it's probably one of his assistants or an AI bot that writes this stuff, but it's just, it's part of my therapy. My therapist told me I should do more trolling. It'll help me with my venting, my frustrations. And so, yeah, he comes in and he says crap like this. Live from Ottawa, ahead of Parliament's return next week, our team is coming together to discuss Canadians' priorities and how we can continue to strengthen the middle class <laughs> and build a better future. Um, yeah, so the middle class was doing just fine until you people showed up. Thank you very much. So the best way, if you were to do the math, would be to strengthen the middle class by starting with your resignation. That would be the best thing for the middle class. So if you really want to support the middle class, get the liberals out and all the fake conservatives and all the globalist shills. If we do that, our economy will start to repair. I'm going to finish with the Sun Tzu quotes. I'll come back to that. Uh, if I forget, try to remind me. Ah, oh, this is the other clip. This is the one I wanted to get to. It's just another few seconds of this brilliance here. He, he, he's, let's do that again, Pablo. What was that? We cannot accept that in Canada. It should be condemned. Sorry, I want to see exactly how he says that. I think he, his words should be condemned. His words should be condemned. Like, what does that mean? Condemned? Like, you just condemned it. Okay, done. It's been condemned. Can we move on? What, like, what do you mean condemned? We cannot accept that in Canada. We cannot accept that in Canada. We can't accept discussions about freedom and we can't accept somebody making jokes about the hilariously inept cartoon network of a government known as the liberal establishment right now. Um, we can't have anybody pointing out the obvious. Okay. If people come here and point out the obvious and they use humor to do it, Canada is just not about that. We prefer to live in a tissue of lies and fakery and fake virtue. We like to pretend we're virtuous here. So we got a whole gig going where everybody's pretending that they're actually cool and virtuous and happy and free. And somebody coming in to point out the obvious that it's not those things, like we just, we seriously, we can't, can't have that. This is not this. This will never be. This will never be. This will never be. It will never be. Libertad. Are you not contributing to the divide by coming out here and comparing Paul to this and making this about him? Are you not contributing to the divide by doing that? It's funny how the media went after, like, are you, that was a crazy question. If you think about it, he's like, are you not contributing to the divide by saying that about Pierre? Like you're bringing this whole Tucker thing up. Are you not contributing to the divide? It's like, well, we're, we're not contributing to the divide. We're just saying, we're just contributing to the divide. Like that's what other answer could they come up with? So they got scorched there. That was pretty epic to watch. Ah, let's see some more. Who, which farmers are these? These are the Polish farmers. Shout out to the Poles. Polish farmers. So what do we got? We got, I think it's like Germany, 
are they still going in the Netherlands? Or I can think of they already kind of won in the Netherlands, right? You got Germany, Poland, I think Italy. There's a few others escaping me. France. <laughs> I can't wait to get to the France thing. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I hope I did this on X. I may have to switch to Telegram for this. But anyways, keep going, Poland. Oh, this is from Tom Quiggin, who, yeah, I also had him on uh, my show a while back. He just said this. So he's speaking to, so Minister Gibalt is the nerd in the glasses that we were just watching. Um, and this, this is Tom Quiggin's thing. He's like, Tucker Carlson making fun of you is not political violence. You and your cabinet using their white privilege to attack a legally protesting native woman at the convoy defines the term political violence this is what it looks like. So I thought that was a nice, see, that's witty. Like that's a good, that's a good little snipe there from Tom. So the truth can sting sometimes. <laughs> All right. This is really hilarious. Um, before I play it, let me just make it clear. I'm probably going more PPC with my vote. I'm not, I still got some issues with Pierre, but he does snag Trudeau from time to time in some glorious ways. So let's just check this nice little sketch out. It's pretty good. Again, how much money total have your brother, mother, and spouse received from this organization? That information has been publicly shared, but I will highlight Well, then tell me what, how much has, uh, has just the dollar worked, figure uh, throughout her life. The dollar uh, figure, Prime Minister. In various ways and is proud. How much? But we can get that number for you if you like. It's been in, out in the media. Quite you don't know how much your family has received from this organization, which you tried to give a half billion dollars, really. Can I answer, Mr. Polyev? You haven't done an answer so far. Let's make this the first one. My mother uh, has worked as an advocate. The dollar figure, Prime Minister. Uh, speaker uh, for How many, much? because she does her own work. And I'm proud of order. Work. The, uh, the, the chairperson's power has gone out and is no longer part of this meeting. I hope uh, you don't but, pull the uh, fire alarm now. Have you read the Conflict of Interest Act, Mr. Yes, Bonner? I have. The don't Conflict I... of Interest Act defines family right. as spouse and direct okay. dependents. Point and of order. Point of order. That's so good. Man, the expressions they did are just perfect. This is how Canada sees the man. This is how, and he did it to himself. You have no one else to blame but yourself, Twinkle Toes. No one else to blame but yourself. Um, yeah, we'll try to come back to that one. Oh, yeah, let's see where this one's at. Let me see where this one's at. Is it already? Oh, it's, it, they, they stopped it. Okay, so... This is, again, I love watching the polls done by the mainstream media themselves on their own channels because that means they have the opportunity to reach people from all political viewpoints. Okay, so if for some reason CTV News is funneling its polling only to people that hate Trudeau, that's their problem. Um, they're getting money from the Trudeau admins, so they're, they should be getting a pretty balanced, you know, sample size of opinion and i just can't help but notice 
that this one was Alberta Premier Danielle Smith shared the stage. She's getting in crap literally for just sharing the stage and laughing at a few of Tucker's jokes. Like they're making it look like she just met with the leader of Hezbollah and is like, it's amazing. So anyways, they're saying Alberta Premier Daniel Smith shared the stage with U.S. commentator Tucker Carlson, the ex-Fox News personality. I love how they say that, right? They don't call him, you know, independent journalist and award-winning journalist and the journalist that gets more views in five seconds on his tweet on his tweets than we will in an entire year. They won't do that. The ex-Fox News personality was in Calgary on Wednesday. Was it a bad move politically for Smith to appear on stage with Carlson? Well, how do... How many people? Over 11,000 Canadians feel about that? Yeah, 88.3% say that no, this was not a bad move. And just think about that for a second. Danielle Smith, who gets, what, a couple thousand retweets, shared the stage with Tucker Carlson and then Jordan Peterson, a bunch of other guys, big, big guys showed up, and Maxine Bernier and all these people. And now she's just gone viral. Way more people, not just in Canada, but like in America, all over the world, now know who Danielle Smith is. This was the best PR stunt she could have ever done when we're just thinking for political strategy here. So in no way, shape, or form was it a bad political move. In no, it's only positive, it's only good for her optics is only positive because the vast majority of people love the fact that Tucker came here. And so I just thought that was funny. They they're, they're clinging to the old Canada, these media journalists, like they, these people live in a bubble. They don't understand. They don't actually know, or they're not willing to admit just where public opinion in Canada sits right now. And it's not on the side of the fake news. It's not. You are reviled across the country. So, ah, this is a good one. So we did Poland. We did Germany. This is Australia, guys. Yeah, let's go to the actual tweet. She's got more photos. So this is huge. And I had a friend of mine from Australia message me and tell me that this is actually massive over there. They got this exit the WHO, no WEF, exit the UN, all over the beaches. And she's saying about 40 other locations in Australia. And look, these are just above shots here showing these other beaches. So Australia is really starting to move. So go Australia. Much love to my Australian friends. We're all in this together. Yeah. Then we got the border situation in the States. I'm going to have to talk to Josh about this because he's been on this and I'm pretty sure that like the people of Texas have just taken over border control. Is that true? Is that true? What's going on with the border? Yeah. Gonzo Johnny on rumble saying, I hear they're doing this all over Australia. Yeah. They're doing it all over. Um, guys got anything on the border crisis? Like what's going on? Are we going to be at like a civil war situation soon or? Because I saw, I think it's like militias are starting to stop the flooding of the border. So I got to catch up on that one. But just yet another thing going on, making the Biden regime look bad. Um, which is always a fun, that's always a fun afternoon. 
So yeah, Vivek was just saying, the Selden border disaster isn't the product of incompetence. It's the intended results of years of careful planning by the Democrat Party. Once you understand that, the situation makes a lot more sense and the solutions become much simpler. Yep, yep, yep. So Trump's been pointing that out for a while as well. This is the one we have arrived. This is hilarious. We need to do this in Canada at like Trudeau's Chateau. <laughs> Check this out. Tractors just sitting on the beach. Bonsoir. That's great. That's just great. So the French farmers are going after it now. So yeah, definitely had the croissant in celebration of this historic moment. Let's keep holding these guys to the fire. Oh, and then Italy comes in. So I had to have some prosciutto with my croissant. Well done, Italy. Italy officially bans sale of lab-grown meat. Starting to move in the right direction. Um, okay. This just kind of went a little more viral than I was expecting. I don't usually... Oh, I can't even see the original post. I was probably blocked. But someone was... Oh, you know what they were talking about with this one? There's a whole bunch of these bot accounts and liberal accounts on X that are trying to say the same thing. It's really funny. They're like, all these people that paid like $1,200 to go see Tucker Carlson have no excuse complaining about a little carbon tax. Of course, that's how these little totalitarians think. So I just kind of lit them up with this. I went, well, I know this is a completely foreign idea to you. But in a free country or free market, the way it works is that each citizen gets to decide how and where their money is spent based on what is most valuable to them. And they don't really tolerate dictatorial wannabes who tell them otherwise. So I was happy to see that that's been getting some action and some interesting fights have ensued in the comments. And uh, yeah, a lot of people support this idea. Freedom is making a comeback. It's on the move. And then this is just insane, okay? Like continuing with the statues being taken down, the destruction of history, you know, right out of George Orwell, you destroy the history. And there's this whole movement to, obviously we know it's all about completely destroying Western civilization, replacing it with the Great Reset and the, the New World Order, but um, the tearing down of statues and monuments citing racism or whatever as if there's no context for the day as if there's it's just it's unbelievable the taking down the thomas jefferson statue statue okay it was removed from new york city hall after 187 years 187 years this statue has been sitting in new york city hall obviously i'm not surprised that it's new york even though i know new york has boatloads of beautiful patriots there there is a massive contingent of radical activists that have been activated to go around destroying everything possible because that is Anarchy 99 by design plan. That's what it is. And playbook is known, so not to worry, but interesting that here we see 
they're just carting good old Thomas Jefferson out of there. Because these people hate America, they hate the people, they hate freedom. This is happening in every Western country. This isn't happening in China. It's happening in the West because the West is the target, right? So I just thought I'd remind everybody with a few zingers from Thomas Jefferson. You should just go and look up quotes and just pick a guy and read the quotes. But he said this, the issue today is the same as it has been throughout all history, whether man shall be allowed to govern himself or be ruled by a small elite. I mean, prophetic words. This is exactly the situation we're in. This was the situation the founding fathers of America found themselves in. And then they go on to build a country that's the first country after Britain to try to end slavery and actually fight a war, a bloody war to end slavery. And yet now they're getting carted out. It's unbelievable. Who will govern the governors? Like the governors of New York. Who will govern the governors? There is only one force in the nation that can be depended upon to keep the government pure and the governors honest, and that is the people themselves. They alone, if well-informed, I'm glad he added that caveat, they alone, if well-informed, are capable of preventing the corruption of power and of restoring the nation to its rightful course if they should go astray. They alone are the safest depository of the ultimate powers of government. So he's kind of echoing my initial comments in this show today about how you can put all the smoke and mirrors and legalese and maritime Alberti law and documents and all that stuff. Don't get so obsessed about that. It's not even needed because the real power of enforcement of natural law has always existed in the people of the country. So when you see your government acting tyrannically like this, ignore them and scorn them and work towards change and don't become them in the process. That's the other lesson. Like, like, look at this. This is these people. Where do they get these people? I'd like to know. This is the whiny Canadian, like, Oh my God, makes me embarrassed. I'd like to know how Carlson was even allowed to enter Canada, let alone speak publicly. So right here, we got someone that's advocating for the restriction of movement. I mean, we're hot off the, vaccine passport thing. So these are the people that were clapping for that. How is even allowed to enter Canada? Like Omar Khadr can enter Canada and get paid millions of dollars, the former terrorist. They're openly letting in people who are not vetted from third world countries that are committing acts of violence and terrorism and starting like all out sword fights in Walmart parking lots. Okay. They're allowed. Nobody's whining about that from the left. But don't you dare let someone like Tucker Carlson in here. And he should be restricted. His, his right to travel the border freely from our neighboring country, one of our allies, is just, we can't allow that. And we can't allow him to speak publicly. We don't want freedom of speech in Canada. Are you insane? Like, where do you get these people? It's crazy. Yeah. All Tucker Carlson did was expose the government for acting like tyrants. He did nothing wrong. Justin Trudeau and Christia Freeland overstepped their powers, violated the charter, and turned Ottawa into a police state. The Freedom Convoy received more in donations in two weeks than the three political parties did all year. And I think that's the real reason they hated him. Envy. 
The majority stood with the truckers, not the government. So thank you to everyone who stood up and fought alongside us. Thank you. Thank you. So there we go. All right. We've hit the end. I want to pull up some of these Sun Tzu quotes because they're just pretty epic. Um, I just like this. I like this as a way of thinking about strategy. And I was writing this off the heels of a recent show I just recorded. It's going to come out soon. Here for the Truth had me on and ended up getting into a bit of a debate about Trump and all that stuff and whether there's white hats and whether we have any help in this fight. And um, I, I, gave, I gave my case. I just gave my case, giving you a possible theory. I call it my fingers crossed theory that um, there is actually movement in all of these Western countries and even other countries around the world to route out this deep state because people have had enough, not just on the ground, not just the farmers, not just the truckers, not just you and me, but long before that kicked off, there was a lot of patriots um, and freedom loving people who wanted to preserve the values of the West and saw what was coming down the pipe and saw the corruption and saw the evil. They were outnumbered and outgunned at the time and they worked uh, and coordinated together to try to cause some damage to this deep state by leaking information by trying to inspire the public to wake up and get active and, um, you know, all that. And I believe there's some merit to that, you know, maybe not all the way, but there's definitely some merit to that. And if something like that was going on, if we were just to speculate wildly for a second, that there is some movement going on, the, the spirit of freedom is waking up inside of all of humanity. A lot of people are trying to turn it off and tune it out and pretend it's not happening. And they're just regressing psychologically even further into mass formation psychosis. And then there's those who are waking up. And I think waking up, they're hearing this signal coming from the universe and they're waking up. And I think they're even waking up and have been waking up from behind the doors of power in government, in military, in media, in intelligence, in secret societies and all these orders uh, in Hollywood, in the entertainment industry, in the legal fields. It's happening everywhere because humans are everywhere and the potential for any human at any time to receive the signal from the universe of it's time for truth, freedom, and justice to grace this planet once again. They're answering the call. Even people who formerly were either blackmailed or threatened or even willingly were going along to a certain extent with the agenda are jumping ship, changing sides, and working to expose what they can. That's why we got all these whistleblowers. That is why we are getting formally classified information coming to the surface on numerous issues all at once. It can't just be a coincidence. I guess you could argue that it's just driven purely by convoys and protests, but that's never scared the deep state before. I mean, just think back to the Wall Street stuff and all that, right? So it could be that, and there could be a partnership going on between the people, which is focus of really setting up a true free society would be the people have to do it not some you know we're not talking saviors here we're just talking an alliance may have been formed between people behind the scenes and people on the scenes you know the public people and the even amongst the elites at least this is just my my pipe dream and so i thought well if you were going to do this and you were outgunned, outmanned, outmaneuvered, outnumbered, the optics weren't on your side, 
the masses of people around you that you were trying to save and wake up were totally brainwashed by the media for generations. Um, you can't, you have to move fast enough that people can see the corruption, but slow enough that you're not getting taken out in the process by the enemy and also not causing a situation where you actually threaten a lot more lives in the process. It's a, I can only imagine that if something like that was going on, what it would entail, like what, what level it would entail and what kind of strategy you would have to employ in order to pull something like that off. Almost like imagine if there are some white hats or there are some patriots from within behind the doors of the black gates of power, uh, that are trying to help out and form an alliance with the public to withstand this takeover of all of our countries and our whole world along with the slow extermination of the vast majority of humanity, that people would have rebelled against that at a certain point. And if you were outnumbered and everything was against you, how would you do it? What would your strategy have to be if you were to pull it off? Well, this was what I was thinking when I posted these. So let me read some of them to you. This would, I'm not saying it's what's happening. I'm just saying if it was, if we were to entertain it as a possibility, this is how, this is the mindset you would have to have if that was what was happening. Okay. So supreme excellence consists of breaking the enemy's resistance without fighting. So he's talking about the supreme excellence of a true military commander would be to break the enemy's resistance without even fighting, meaning you wouldn't have to expend ammunition. You wouldn't have to lose any men. You wouldn't have to lose any of your infrastructure. If you can checkmate them in a way where they're forced to leave without the fight, that would be the ultimate win. I, I say this to my martial arts students all the time, and the kids especially. You can win by simply the way you're standing and looking at that bully and the aura, the energy that you have. Right? You can win there. You can Davy Crockett them and just grin down the grizzly bear. Right? You can use your words as your swords. You can use verbal jujitsu to dismantle an opponent. You can use psychological warfare, right? There's ways to win a fight before it even begins. That would be the ultimate. Now we're definitely in a the fight. There's casualties. It's not so cut and dry, but I think this would be the target. This would be what you would want to think about. Be like, what's our strategy going to be? Well, so we don't have as much collateral damage as we might have we need to do this without civil war. We need to do this without violence in the streets as much as possible, right? Next, all warfare is based on deception. Hence, when we are able to attack, we must seem unable. When using our forces, we must appear inactive. When we are near, we must make the enemy believe we are far away. When we are far away, we must make him believe we are near. So basically everything, you, you have to project a false image to the enemy. Basic shit. This is thousands of years old. This type of strategy. If your enemy is secure at all points, meaning the deep state has taken over every aspect of our infrastructure, if your enemy is secure at all points, be prepared for him. If he is in superior strength, evade him. If your opponent is temperamental, seek to irritate him. <clears throat> Memes. Pretend to be weak that he may grow arrogant. If he is Taking his ease, give him no rest. If his forces are united, separate them. If sovereign and subject are in accord, put division between them. Attack him where he is unprepared. Appear where you are not expected. 
And it's kind of funny because this is the playbook that once upon a time, the Illuminati, deep state, cabal, globalists, whatever, uh, utilize this strategy to start their game. And all I'm saying is what would happen if we turned that exact same strategy back on them? That What would that look like? Maybe it would look like the time we're living in right now and the time yet to come. Who knows? I guess we're going to find out. Next, engage with people with what they expect. It is what they're able to discern and confirms their projections. Like this, this is coming from Sun Tzu, okay? This is an incredible statement if you think about it. Think about it also relating to the other show that I did on Nathaniel Brandon's presentation on the psychology of dependence. And it was also a little section I put in chapter 10 of Culpromedics about you've got this thing called the public mind, which is just sort of the general mindset that the public is in, which is usually artificially induced by the opinion makers, all right? Because most people don't think for themselves. They just scroll the social media, jump to conclusions, and that's their opinion. So you have to do things in a way, knowing this, you have to operate in a way where you tread softly and you operate in a way that confirms their projections of what they believe things to be. You don't just go in and go, all right, everybody, here's the full skinny on everything. That would be ill-advised. You would have to play some parts. You would have to do some manipulation. You'd have to do some things because you're also outgunned and outmanned and you're surrounded on all sides. So you can't just walk out and say everything. So you'd have to do it strategically and you'd engage with the public with what they expect. You wouldn't tell them the whole plan or the plan would fail. You wouldn't tell them the whole strategy or the strategy would fail. So you tell things that confirm people's projections. What does he mean by that? We humans psychologically project. You can just look it up. If you study any level of psychology, you'll know what I'm getting into here. Psychological projection is a thing. It's why we use metaphor when we speak. It's why we, you know, so many things can plug into this. We project our inner state, our inner emotions, our inner mind onto others, onto the world, right? The media manipulators know this, but the good people of the world could know this as well, that there's a certain way you have to move. There's a certain speed at which you have to move when you're dealing with the public mind or otherwise the perception gets skewed and any level of change with that mass mind, it's like they react the way a child would react to any kind of change. Even if that change is positive for that child, that child will still throw a temper tantrum because things are changing and it's causing me anxiety and I can't handle it. So you, you don't want to go too quick or you'll literally put people in the psych ward and you might cause a major societal meltdown and uh, you know, civil war. So just thought that was an interesting statement. So engage with people with what they expect. It is what they're able to discern and confirms their projections. This would be how a true um, military operation would have to be done. It settles them into predictable patterns of response, occupying their minds while you wait for the extraordinary moment, that which they cannot anticipate. Can't anticipate it. And if the public can't anticipate it, neither can the enemy who's embedded amongst the public. When the enemy is relaxed, make them toil. This is also good for jujitsu and martial artists. When someone's relaxed, that's when you work them hard because they're trying to get a break. Don't let them have a break. When they're full, starve them. Use siege warfare. When settled, make them move. 
so that there's no rest. They're constantly, they're constantly having to fight when they don't want to fight. That's the way to take them. The art of war is of vital importance to the state. This was interesting as well. It is a matter of life and death, a road either to safely to safety or to ruin. Hence, it is a subject of inquiry, which one can on no account be neglected. They're talking about this, how is the art of war is something that's done in statecraft as well. And again, it could be used for a positive or a negative. It could be used to infiltrate and take over the state, or it could be used to um, defend the public from an attack that's happening. And then the best one, this is the best one. If you want to succeed when you're outmanned and outgunned and outnumbered against a much bigger, stronger opponent, this is how you operate. You let your plans be dark and impenetrable as night. And when you move, you fall like a thunderbolt. You let the hammer drop. You let the hammer fall. That's why I opened up with that Hammer Falls music video. So just some thoughts to share with you guys today. I think that'll do. And I just want to keep encouraging you to keep your chin up, stay in the fight. We're having success by whatever means that this is all happening. Here we are living in this incredible time where we're witnessing this. Document everything. Keep talking to your kids about this. Keep instilling the values of truth, freedom, justice, and uh, all the good values that we all grew up with. Keep instilling that in them. And... I think it's about time that uh, Europe is not alone in the farmer protests. I feel like they might need some company. So, and I'm not even saying protesting is the, uh, is the solution. It's just, it's nice to see. It's nice to see you're not alone. It definitely gives a strong message to the corrupt regime as they're already panicking, as I showed you. And even if that kind of doesn't happen, the real resistance is a resistance in your mind. The real resistance is something you do in your attitude, in your mental state, and in your actions, in your everyday life. So stay productive, stay proactive, hang out with like-minded warriors, keep sharing information, keep studying, keep thinking, and make sure you're vetting everything for yourself. And don't take any shit from these tyrants because freedom is on the move. And truth wins in the end. And no one comes out of that unscathed. So I think we got a lot to look forward to. I'll be covering it the best I can here on Truth Warrior. Stay tuned for my Truth Warrior Premium. It's going to be coming out real soon. And I will catch you guys again very soon here on Truth Warrior. So thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Catch you next time. Cheers.